Hey, this is Derek D Train E2. Tonight's episode is brought to you by BrandedBills.com, one of the leaders in today's hat industry. If you want something unique, you'll find it there. We love the concept of their leather patches cut out of the finest leather with your logo branded right on the leather. Feeling patriotic? Check out their USA logos or shop by state, offering logos from all 50 states for your custom headwear. Lots of options to choose from, so check out their stock inventory or create your own lid. BrandedBills.com is a sponsor for our hats here at Blue Line Hockey Club, and we are excited to have some of the best hats around. Choose between fitted hats, snapbacks, flat bills, curved bills, trucker hats, you name it, with all kinds of color combos to help customize your branded bill. Get online and place your order today at BrandedBills.com. KingTalkGraphics.com Are you looking for a better way to promote your business? Have you ever thought about a new sign, window film, clear coat, or even wrapping your vehicle? Think about it. All the time you spend in your car driving around Raleigh, North Carolina, a vehicle wrap can be working right alongside you. A clear branding strategy can make the difference between your next call or not. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, check them out at KingTuckGraphics.com. Your satisfaction with their products and service is guaranteed. So go online to KingTuckGraphics.com and check them out. Get a free quote and get started with KingTuckGraphics.com. Hello! Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. Another exciting episode, episode 82 tonight. We got all the usual suspects sitting in the house tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Uncle Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our IT guy, the local nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, uh, your mom and him. And the all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweet And your host for the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor. Oh, Tonight's episode is presented by Branded Bills, brandedbills.com. Check them out. All right, fellas, we've had uh, some pretty interesting news out in... Toronto this week with the firing of Coach Babcock, and uh, we got a special guest sitting with us tonight. Uh, we have the administrator of the Maple Leafs fan page, uh, somebody that knows a lot about what's going on with the Leafs nation, and we have Danny Frank. What's up, Danny? Gentlemen, how are you? Welcome to the show. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Very, uh, very big news up north of the border there in Toronto. You know this. It's been talked about actually probably for the last shit like month. It's been going across social media. When's Babcock going? Uh, he's on his way out. He's on the hot seat. So finally, we saw it. Uh, was it yesterday they got canned? Yeah, yeah. yeah yesterday, uh, yesterday morning they they announced the inevitable. I guess. So w- what was it like? What did you see? Uh, you know, from your followers, your fans on on your your page and stuff oh, like that. Know. What's their reception been like? And it, quite honestly, I mean, it, it, this has been going on since, I mean, I think in April when, when the uh, the Leafs got ousted in the first round again. Uh, I mean, he, even then, the, you know, I, it, Toronto's a, a, a tough fan base to begin with. But they were, I mean, they were calling for his head then. And even Dubas came out after the playoffs in his press conference. And, and you know, he wouldn't confirm that, you know, that, that Babcock was going to be back. And it took a good what, two to three weeks before he, he finally come out and said, well, hey, yeah, we're going to bring him back. And, um, you know, they, they started out slow. They come out with, you know, Hyman was on uh, 
IR and they had a few guys out and then Tavares got hurt and, you know, now Marner out, but I mean, it, that is what it is. I mean, you, you, you know, you start a slide and especially in a market that, you know, expects big things and yeah, the coach is always the first to go. It, it just, you know, it's the nature of the business, whether it's his fault or not, it's, you know, that's an easy fix. Yeah. That's the first one you go to, right? Is a coach. Yeah. Waiting on Boos Boudreau to get the fuck out of there myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kind of a correlation like last year with the Blackhawks with uh, Quenville going. Um, you know, Babcock, obviously an elite coach in the NHL. It's been around a long time. Uh, it's got a lot of wins piled up in his, his corner. So, um, you know, we talked about Quenville getting let go, being a Hall of Fame coach someday, I'm sure. Um, similar situation up in Toronto. Uh, how do you replace somebody with that kind of coaching knowledge? Um, who's going to be able to change it up, turn it around? And we've seen similar uh, what happened in, Bla- in the Blackhawks organizations where they hung- hired a young uh, 30-something coach, and it seems like uh, they're doing the same thing in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, you, you look at the GM. I mean, the GM's just you know, a, a young kid, for lack of a better word. 39, yeah. Yeah, that's old as hell. You guys are old. We've we've had this conversation several times, Mark. You you you've been hinting at this as well. And I think during uh, our Morris interview, I asked Mo if you know if this was the changing of the guards, we're going to see these big guys leave. And he said he didn't think so. But I get the sense that these guys are all about to fucking take an exit stage left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ryan Warsawski and uh, Charlotte here. The, the AHL Charlotte Checkers. The kids, what, 34? So we're seeing all these coaches. They're younger coaches. They know how to deal with these younger kids. These dinosaurs that are leaving right now, they don't know how to coach these younger kids. It's well, just I don't know. apples and oranges. I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if that's really a, a proper statement, but I mean, it's it's definitely a different breed of hockey right. now, a different, different breed of player. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, Babcock's gonna end up on his feet somewhere else, but uh, yeah, that, that, he's he, he's not he won't be out of the league for long. I mean, there's no, no, no. There's teams out there that are that are struggling, that are are wild, are, are frothing at the mouth right now, seeing that he that that he's absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, and Keith Keith and uh, you know the new coach for the Toronto Keith, he him and uh, what did he call him? Dub dumbass or dubass? What is his name? The GM. Dubas. Mr. Dubas. Dubas. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, I mean, they go back a ways that, you know, they go back to when, you know, uh, I think they're back to the OHL days with the with OHL. Sioux exactly. Two St. Marie. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the, the writing's probably been on the wall for a while. Um, I don't know. The whole league's going young from a player standpoint, from a coach standpoint. Um, you're, you're looking at, I think what happens too is you look at a team like the New York Rangers, the Ottawa Senators, and then you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, they must look at a team like Ottawa and New York Rangers who had zero expectation. And then Toronto Maple Leaf has like massive expectations. And you got similar records with these teams that are young, up and coming, nobody expected anything. So I, I think that, you know, as a GM, you start looking at those other teams and you're like, what the fuck? I mean, we got an all-star roster here and we're not producing. We have the same record as the Rangers and, and the Senators basically. And I don't know. You, you decide to make a move, I guess. So. Well, and I think. I mean, if if you watch the last couple of weeks, I mean, it, to me, it was pretty obvious. I mean, the the players just weren't playing. I mean, they're out, you know, out there doing the motions, and it's. I mean, like I, I, I personally, I was a, a big 
Babcock apologist. I, you know, he's he's doing his thing. He'll get his system. He'll get his players going. But the last, I would say, the last three or four games for sure. I mean, they, to me, I could just tell that 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 the players weren't buying into it anymore, and something had to change. And and again, that's you know, yeah. What's the easiest? Yeah, right or wrong, Danny, right, right or wrong, the coach is going to be the one to go. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, and, and so like, like you hit on earlier, Robbie, is, I mean, these players today, I mean, to me, a lot of these players need to be coddled, and Babcock's not, not a, a coddling He's not a coddling, no, no, no. And, hardcore, and that goes, and and suck that goes it up, you're making a freaking, you're making big money, get out there, fucking money. get in the corner, do your thing. So, it, it, and, and it, that, that NHL, goes back. doesn't always work. Yeah, that goes back to what he too said. I mean, the Rangers hired, uh, you know, Quenner from New York Rangers. It It's just a different style of hockey since when, uh, you know, uh, us five knuckleheads played hockey. First of all, it's much faster, right? So there's more to that. There's more to the overtime. Well, right? My kids' five-year-olds are a lot faster than I ever was. But. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Anyone? It's a different yeah, game altogether. It's, it's a, a different, different game altogether. altogether. Yeah. And then you got to think about, you know, just the kids. Like, they're not, they're coddled now. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. they don't get trash cans kicked at them. They don't get a water <laughs> bottle thrown at them. They're not, they don't get grabbed around the neck. That, I mean, that happened when we. No pucks on an entire oh, fucking. Yeah, that happened. Hey, you think so, these kids could <laughs> handle that? I don't think they could handle that. No. No. And well, as you said, go, I mean, they, 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 they yeah. they're, I mean, they're so used to even, I mean, and of course, well, yeah, I guess they are quite a bit younger than us now. Damn. But I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, hate to sound like that. I hate to sound like that geezer, but it's a generational thing. I mean, they're yeah. used to being coddled. They're used to having things their way. And when, when shit gets tough, they, they'd rather check out than, than push themselves. It's the NHL is to, to me, in my view, is open hockey now yeah there's there's checking in hockey still but not to the level when we played i mean if you touch that puck someone was coming to fucking hit well, it, it, even it, in practice well, like, there's five like guys on that started. ice one two three four all yeah. five of them were trained in on you and coming to say hi yeah like you said i mean it, it's it's the typical you know once you're done playing organized hockey and you you get those men's league heroes that you know, we're never that great at hockey, but you put them in a mids league where they can skate around and, and, and do their fairy twirls knowing they're not going to get hit. And, <laughs> you know, they, they become the freaking stars on the ice. 100% yeah. true, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But Shanahan Shanahan and uh, Dubas, um, you know, they, they're trying to build a team built strictly on speed, youth. Mm. And Babcock is, I mean, not that he can't coach a speed and youthful team, but you know, he's more of a, I, I think he's more of like having a few grinders on the right. ice, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Having, having people mixed in like that and the philosophies, I don't think mesh, you know, Toronto so, is no longer the right place for him. No. I don't think so. No, and, 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 yeah. and yeah. obviously I mean, he, Babcock very much wants the players to work on the shit that they're not good at. So like, yeah. listen, you're, I'm going to push you to do what you're not comfortable with, yeah. which doesn't work. I mean, Keith, to me, just just watching him with the uh, Marlies in the AHL, his game is geared towards, you know, the, the player's strengths rather than their weaknesses. Where Babcock would push you to get better in a certain area you're not so great at, Keith would rather exploit your, your strengths and say, listen, this is what you're good at. Go do this. Where, do the shit right. out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're a young, fast, quick team. You so know, that that Dubis or whatever, I don't know if you guys knew this. He's like the Powerball, um, the guy of you know the Powerball movie of baseball, mm-hmm. Moneyball. Yeah, Money Moneyball. There it is. Uh, he's all into analytics stats. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's why they kind of hired him. He actually wrote an article for um, the 2015 MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, and um, so, so I got to read this. This is. <laughs> This is what he wrote. So it to me, it's just it's it's pretty interesting how analytics has limited the impact of cognitive bias on personal decisions. So let's say we're at a round table, us five guys, and we're all the big head honchos of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and you know Derek and I are arguing about this one player. He steps in and says, you know. A does this and that, B does this and that. So, you know, Derek, you're right, um, according to analytics and stats. So, according to the data. So that's what he's introducing into hockey, which is pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah. And you know what? Analytics get you so far, but to me, I mean, you you, you still need that grinder and that sandpaper to get you to the, to the next it's level. Only you're, not, you're not going to win a cup on analytics alone. I mean, you're, no. you're just not. Yep. Yep. No. Yeah, so one of the things that I see going against Babcock and his position um, with the Leafs is is the Leafs are, are the Yankees of, of the NHL, right? Probably the biggest market in the NHL. Um, they've got four players making $40 million, um, close to some team's full roster, um, expected to win. The fans expect them to win. And, you know, so he's got a lot of pressure on him based on what the market he's in. And some of the things that I've heard about Babcock is that the players hate him uh, and most of the players that play for, for Babcock don't like him, can't stand him. Um, same thing when he was in uh, Detroit, there was just a lot of people, a lot of big time players on those teams that couldn't stand the coach. Right. So you got a coach telling somebody that's making $10 million, you know, that you're doing this wrong or doing that wrong. Or, you know, he, like you said, he didn't baby him. And I had a conversation a couple months, probably three months ago with John Shaver, um, about Babcock, and he had some insider information from some NHL guys that he knows, and basically he was telling me this, you know, there, there's nobody in the organization liked him, they couldn't stand him, the players didn't want to play for him. So I think a lot of that has something to do with their performance and what their stat sheet looks like. You know, so if you're going out and playing for a coach you want to play for or playing for somebody you can't stand. So, you know, I think that's probably one of the reasons if the organization – you know, saw this happening, Austin Matthews or Tavares or somebody like that was bitching about the coach or, well, you know, blood. I not mean, you, look, you look back early season, preseason last year, I mean, there were stories, I mean, all over, you know, all, all over the Toronto media about how Babcock was going down to Arizona and, and, and talking to Matthews. And, and, of course, they they want to paint it as a pretty picture. Oh, there's no issues here. There's no issues here. But, obviously, there wouldn't be multiple stories there unless – there were issues somewhere and 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 i think you hit the nail on the head of the, he just babcock just doesn't you know he, he doesn't mesh with with the young players i think he had a lot of success in in detroit early on in his career because i mean let's face it those were tougher guys back then i mean they that that's what they grew up, that's the hockey they grew up playing yeah but i mean he just said i mean he did he's a 
Babcock to me is 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 very much a uh, uh, get in your head type of coach. Yeah. And I I it just like I said well, with the, with the it works for some uh, and it doesn't right, work for absolutely. others. Just, just to feed off that when you know Austin Matthew was was drafted by Toronto in his first year in the league, he lived with his mom in Toronto. Let me say mm, that again. Right. Yeah. He lived with his mom in Toronto. Yeah. Who the fuck? I've been I've been living Listen, on my own since I was sixteen. <laughs> well, yeah, you would. Uh, you'd be sleeping with her. <laughs> breathe that, breathe that one in deep, huh? Living with He's mommy in the, no. but, in the uh, NHL, you're making millions, yeah. Yeah, or, you need to live by yourself. I mean, come on. But that—that's the style. That's just—that's the culture. I mean, that—that's the culture now. That's that's today's. I mean, and not not just in the NHL. I mean, not to get off topic. But that's that's today's kids. I mean, it it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I can relate I, this too. Real real quick, Mark. Um, you know, we had a you know, Mark Morris, for example, you know, who we had on a few episodes ago. You know, he's kind of an old school coach too, you know. And I kinda like when I thought about Babcock, I kinda thought about our interview with Morris. And, you know, the coach like a coach in our days and stuff, and and what I think makes a great coach and what I think actually brings the best out of kids is somebody that will that will take somebody out of their comfort zone though. You know what I mean? Like that you don't want to be in your comfort zone because when you're in your comfort zone, you're not going to grow. So um, that's fair, that, Derek. That's fair. But when you're making $10 million, sometimes you don't want to hear that kind of shit. Yeah. But I mean, but on Drew's point, I think even you're making $10 million. Yeah. It's time to suck it up. Listen. Buck up. Yeah. I mean, well, right. We that don't make 10 million bucks are like, well, shut the fuck up. You're making 10 million bucks. You fucking yeah. But, but the guys but, in the box are like, you know what? I'm going to take a piss on you, and let's see how that works. Yeah, but I guess it's a mindset. I mean, because, I mean, you can make $10 bucks, right? But, I mean, what's important to you? Making the $10 bucks or having, like, a legacy for yourself? Winning, you know, uh, bringing home a Stanley Cup. I mean, Money I, I, I don't know. Funny, man. Yeah, I'm it sure it does. But it changes I, all it I was saying, All I was saying, though, is that, like, I just – I kind of related it to a recent interview with Morris and how like, you know, his style of coaching is kind of, and what our style of coaching that we had growing up is kind of, you know, is kind of going to the wayward side. So um, we'll see what happens going forward. I, who knows? Everything tends to boomerang these days. So we'll see well, what happens. Like, I mean, we, we saw it at our level, you know, shortly after we graduated. I mean, even at the high school level, I mean, it, 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 it's just, it's a, it's a whole, I almost think that was the last year of, of our era. It fucking changed, like, yeah. right after that. Yeah. Yeah. I got another story, another Babcock story that I was um, was at the USA Level 4, and I was um, hanging out with Gavin Reagan, and he was telling a story about how I think he was over in, I don't know if it was London or Ireland or something like that, and he was sitting in a bar with Chris Jellio. And... Uh, <laughs> I guess they were sitting at the bar and Bono walked in. So it was uh, Chris Chelios, Bono, and, and Gavin Reagan, the director of USA Hockey. And too, they, they ended up calling, uh, Chelios called Steve Matthews Bono. on the phone and basically was telling him how, you know, how he hated Babcock and how he hated playing for Babcock and you're going to just have to suck it up and play and don't, you know, feed into his bullshit and like, you know, basically, this was probably a year and a half ago that I was being told this story that um, Chris Chelios was trying to, you know, 
coached okay. Austin Matthews when he was first getting in the league about being coached by Babcock. So I don't really know why there's so much negative about this guy, but just seems some of the stories that I've heard, whether they're true or not, have not been on the positive side from a player's standpoint. So it's got to have something to do with it because eventually those players are the ones that need to perform in the, in the, the front office is going to see it. The, the days of saying I'm the coach, you do it because I fucking said so are right. over. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's very much Babcock style. I think it's, yeah. it's, listen, I'm the head coach. You're the players. I've been in this league a hell of a lot fucking longer than you have. I'm, yeah. I've proven my record. You're going to do what I say because. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's just say I mean, look, one, these kids one are of coming five in tomorrow. At 19, 21, getting, you know, well, the entry levels and then they get paid at 20, you know, the third year yeah. in, it's no longer the chance where they have to earn it, right? We, we, yeah. We've had these conversations. It used to be the case that you had to win a Stanley Cup before you got paid the million bucks. Mm. Now they're getting paid the million bucks to get into the freaking league. So... You know, the, the power has shifted from the, the coaches to the players. And, you know, the, the coaches that did well under that system, they don't know how to navigate this new world they're in. Yeah, so, I mean, say, say what you want, though, about him. I mean, he's he's won at every level he's coached oh, absolutely. at. I mean, absolutely. And he took Toronto from the it dumpster back, from you know, back to relevancy. Just, so. I mean, and to extend it, I mean, look, look at guys like John Tortorella. I mean, he went through the same thing. I mean, he, he was very much of that same attitude. I'm the coach. You're going to do it because I said to do it. And, and I mean, it, it, it happened to him, too. He got shit canned because the players quit on him. It worked yeah. in it worked in Tampa. Yeah. It didn't work in New York. And then, you know, what the yeah. hell is going on in Columbus? Well, they left. People didn't stick around. Yeah, what's, well, the, uh, what's the over-under on this guy being the coach? Like, for how many years? I'm going to say... Uh, Three. Look, the uh, Sabres just went and got a soccer coach. You know, shit is changing. <laughs> I, 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 for the better or worse, I don't know what we're going to see, but I don't think you can even predict an over-under on this. We, we don't have – there is I, no model to look at. To I, say think, I think it's going to depend on, on, on how, the, how the year – I mean, if, if they turn it around and even, you know, do halfway decent the rest of the season, then – I see they'll probably if give the players like him and yeah. advocate for him. I think that's where yeah. where it lies, right? And I I, I think if, if if Dubas has his say in it, I mean Keith is his Keith is his boy coming up through the OHL and everything mm-hmm. else. I think if Dubas has his say, depending on how long Dubas sticks around, but if Dubas has his say, he's it Keith will, will be that coach. Uh, I, next question, <laughs> please. <laughs> Danny, just to um, you know, just to talk a little bit about the Leafs while we've got you on. Obviously, um, you know this team inside and out, and you watch like pretty much every game they have. So, you know, a lot of the speculation of the Leafs has been that their defense isn't there to win a cup, um, and their forwards are, are nasty, but they're you know, somewhat prima donnas getting paid big dollars, not playing those defensive roles as much as they should. So yeah. what do you, how do you see that impacting the Leafs going forward? Do you think the new coach is going to be able to get these forwards to um, focus on playing a little bit more D and how do you think the uh, top six on the defensive end are going to play? I, uh, to me, I, they, they, I think they had, they have to get, you know, at least one more, you know, strong, 
top four, top six, even top four defensemen. I mean, they 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 have a couple guys. They do. And they and and they may shock the shit out of me and 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 win something, but with with their current setup, I mean, they. I just don't. I mean, they they're they're not tough enough. I mean, you look at every game. I screaming at my television. I mean, of course, coming from from well, you Ralphie, know, uh, high yeah. off the glass, high off the glass. I mean, yeah. how many times can you cut the fucking puck up in your own end and get scored on before you realize? Oh, it's a fucking puck if you need to. But you know, watching <laughs> watching the Maple Leafs, there was one thing that struck me, and you know, look. I I absolutely love Austin Matthews. I think Mitch Marner is amazing. I saw one thing that stuck out to me, and I, I don't remember exactly the details, but one of the players got smoked in deep. And, and Austin Matthews, you know, the guy that smoked him turned to look to see who was coming to kill him. And the first guy on him was Matthews, and he just skated by him. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. And all, these, all, the, other, all the other team is going to see is the fucking the, the numbers on the back of the jerseys. That, it ain't my job. Yeah, yeah. There's so, nobody on the people. I shouldn't say that. Mine. They've got a couple fourth. Like, Freddie Gochi, I don't go the contrast, shit. you got fucking Jack Eichel ripping uh, Erickson yeah. bucket off and, and yeah. punching him. Yeah, and look what that – I mean, that fucking crowd leader. went crazy. The yeah. leader in that situation, no yeah. matter what, even if you lose, you say, you even if you get your ass kicked, that. that that goes a long way to your teammates. Yep. 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 Oh shit! Uh, you know, who, and it, yeah. yeah, it's who are the fighters? Who will drop the gloves, Danny? For the Leafs? Yeah. I don't fuck me. Me, if I'm lucky, I'm probably be the only one. I'd be freaking slapping myself around watching a game. I mean, there's <laughs> there like there's a couple. I mean, Freddie Goche is a big. He's a big, tough kid, um, but I mean, he—he's he, a gentle giant. He, he throws his body when he throws his body around. I mean, he's knocking guys all over the ice. Yeah, but I mean, well, there's, there, that's there's an just, example of how this league has changed. Yeah, yeah. There's, the they guys, really, I mean, they—they they they really have nobody that that would be willing to to go into the corner and, and uh, Matt Martin. I absolutely loved Matt Martin before they he got traded away to the Islanders. I mean, he—he yeah. he was. I mean, Marner, anytime Marner got hit, anytime Matthews got hit, I mean, he was right there on the guy. Someone saying hello. Yeah, and, and, and it, I mean, now, geez, I, like you said, I mean, there's the last three or four games in a row, I mean, there's been big, big hits on guys, and and it, it's actually comical to watch a guy that does a hit. I mean, he, he's up and turning around, you know, ready to drop the gloves, and yeah. I mean, there's nobody there's nobody within friggin', you know, five <laughs> strides with, to come at him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Franker, so, go ahead. Franker, a big, big problem with the uh, with the Leafs is, has been their offense, obviously, but mm-hmm. their their penalty kill is just atrocious. I oh mean, that's God. that's that's a that's one of the biggest problems with the Leafs right now, wouldn't you say? Well, they, I mean, the special teams in general. I mean, their power play is is is. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for them to fucking decline the penalties. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean. It, I, 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 I I don't know the stats right off the top of my head, but they they gotta be, I mean, in the in the bottom five teams of, of shorthanded chances against them. It's, yeah. It's just it's it's awful. I mean, it, I I mean they started off. I would say, I mean they, they, their their power play was was pretty solid to start the season. At a minimum, they started off hot, right? Yeah, and, and then just, just I mean I penalty kill. Out. 
yeah. power play. I mean, it, I mean, right now, I mean, Marner is by far their their best penalty killer. I mean, it, the kid's all over the ice on the penalty kill. And it, well, and they asked Matthews out, again. I'm one of his biggest advocates, and, and he doesn't want to be on the ice for that. He wants to be yeah. on for offense only. It's like, yeah. you know, what the and, fuck, dude? And, and, and that's one of my other biggest bitches with Babcock is, is I mean, clearly I'm, I'm no NHL head coach, but, I mean, you get these situations where, you where be. You know, I don't know, players. man. These kids I are should getting, be. I, I do agree with that. I, mean, I got my applications in everywhere, but maybe we should be. But I mean, it's. I mean, you take the. I mean, the least third period, you're down by one or two goals with you know, five minutes left in the game, and you got your fucking fourth line players out there. I mean, I I get players need a rest, but. I mean, you're you're down by a goal with, with five minutes left in a game, and you don't have your your top two, your studs on the ice. It it, it makes basics. no sense to me. Those are basics right there. I mean, that's like <laughs> fucking. That's like putting me on a fucking top line in a state championship. It's just not gonna <laughs> happen. Fucking it's happen. Not, it's not gonna happen. Um, <clears throat> Breaker going forward, so they have a new head coach. The GM's still there. You know, what are they going to do? I mean, next year, they're going to have to – can they trade anyone away to pick up some defensemen? I mean, because uh, honestly, I, I don't see anything because, you know, they're pretty low in the standings now. And then, you know, when they get into playoffs, I mean – they Playoffs? They the, playoffs. You're talking Playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> you went. You played to win. That is coming into this clip. It will be on this so, episode. When they get yeah. into playoffs, I mean, they rush the puck down, and then if it gets turned over, they're fucked, right? Because they yeah. go down three on two on one, and they usually get scored on. So you know, you own the team, Frankie. Let's say you got a new, you got a new head coach, a G, young GM who thinks he's Powerball or Moneyball, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Megan. <laughs> Speaking of the, yeah, uh, what, what did, you, you, did you listen what to his do? press conference with the, him and uh, Dubas and Shannon's press conference? I, I saw a little bit of that today. Holy fuck! Some they of the were words he was saying were fucking foreign to me. I mean, he was talking about him and him and uh, him and Babcock weren't simpatico. I'm, I mean, fucking Shanahan rolled his eyes like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I felt like Shanahan looked uncomfortable during that. Yeah, like he, he, was, like, he, he, almost like he was like, yeah. you know, there was this young kid next to him that looks yeah. like he should be punching numbers in front of a computer, like at an accountant's yeah, office. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure he wanted to turn to him and say, dude, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looked uncomfortable. I watched that. I was actually going to comment. I had never seen uh, uh, the GM of the, of the Maple Leafs before. And I saw it and today. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dubas, he, he is an extremely smart kid. He really is. I believe Not that, yeah. I mean, but, but but again, like, like I said earlier, I mean, analytics are only going to get you so far. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean to, to take a big shit on a, a guy who's won Stanley Cups, you know, he, he's yeah. a, a well-respected coach. I mean, come on. Well, I was just like, I saw a clip of when he was like saying that he addressed the team, Franker, and he was like, you know, he was talking about like, you know, I told him that, you know, you got to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable for a while. And I was thinking to myself, if I was an NHL player and this dweeb with the glasses came in here right. looking like an accountant telling me how I'm going to play and how I'm going to be uncomfortable, I'd be thinking to myself, who the fuck is this guy? Like, you know what I mean? But obviously, obviously he's probably earned some respect, but, and I'm, I'm just going from an outside. Well, and there's no doubt about that, but, but no, I, I strongly agree. I mean, you're, you're looking at a kid who, I mean, as far as I know, has never played any high level of, of, of I mean, he's 
been around hockey is, you know, long enough to know, you know, what's going on. I don't think he played high level, did he, Franker? No, he I don't. Play. I don't believe he did. No, I. No. I don't know, but off the top of my head, but I. I yeah. Looking at him, I'd have to say no, but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, they they put a clip out. I think it was. I don't remember. 2014, maybe, and, he, and he's uh, uh, talking in front of a group and, and basically saying how everybody has to buy into the system and and everybody's gotta 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 abide by. Basically, from what I took from it was what he says goes, and 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 a differing of opinion isn't acceptable. Which, I mean, from 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 an organizational organizational standpoint, is 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 a pretty is a pretty scary thought yeah i mean how many guys are on a team good luck yeah. trying to keep a one mindset with 20 guys but but again i mean it, i mean i they, they've got the building blocks to, to to be a great team yeah uh, uh, uh paper is just great right of, 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 and i i i really am i i'm excited the direction it's going yeah and i I think the the big thing, uh, and and again with with such a passionate fan base in Toronto, is you bring in you bring in all these young studs. Yeah, you, you know, I mean on paper you're, I mean you're 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 bound you're bound for the Stanley Cup on paper. And then you bring in a guy like Mike Babcock who is a proven coach. I mean, you Leafs Nation is looking at that saying, "Holy shit, fellas, we're we're winning the wow. cup for the next twenty years." Yeah. yeah. And then you you know and you go into a funk and a slide like they're in and and and, and voices get loud and, and something's got to change. Yeah. 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 And from an owner's standpoint, you know, you paid Tavares, you paid, you know, Marner, you paid Matthews, you paid Nylander. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many me, people that, can that you is, pay and not win? I mean, you're I paying big that's bucks. The, that, that's the biggest. I mean, that was, to me, in my own personal opinion, that Nylander deal was a terrible move. I mean, the, the kid to, held out for how long? And to, then... to me, the money part of this is is an understatement, mm. right? These guys are coming in getting paid, which means, you know, some of them are like, well, fuck. I, you know, imagine us. Like, if, if I got paid at 18 years old, I'd have been dead. Oh, fuck yeah. I just have partied it out. I just had been gone. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have to work for anything. These guys don't have to work for anything anymore. They're getting paid, well, and, and just, especially, and like you said, if, if you don't respect your coach, what are you? I mean, you're looking back, say, well, I can tell the coach to go fuck himself, and I'm still gonna, right? You know, have a pocket. My paychecks are still running. And, and 13 of the uh, former any uh, Toronto Maple Leafs that played for Kiefer, right, and down in the Marlies. So, um, and then all the Marlies guys, they talked to them. I, I know they they had Rocco on the website. Uh, Rocco played yeah. at. The, development program he went to bc for like two weeks and then quit. but uh all those guys respected Kiefer. uh they all, his fucking masters. <laughs> <laughs> they all respected him they they know his kind of what what he expects what he's going to implement so uh i i mean i i think you're right frank you're the you know being a wild fan and being at the bottom of the league right now um i mean we're kind of in in a dark spot and you know if we get a it's new not a dark spot. They're, they're waiting to make a decision i mean you you have the assistant captain calling out the coach calling out somebody from top to bottom 
that decision should have been made and nobody made it. Yeah. So how I mean, long is it? You know how new... long Dubis has been GM, Pat, by any chance? How long he's been there? Or in I'm going to say a now? couple of years, maybe three to four. He's years. not who he's not who hired Babcock is what I'm trying to get at. Correct. I don't. I don't uh, believe. No, I want. I want to say Babcock actually uh, helped Kyle get the job just because they had a connection um, at the Salt Saint Marie uh, in the OHL. Um, yeah, I don't think I, what I was getting at is I don't think that uh, you know Dubas. I don't think he was. You know, he's not the dude that brought in Babcock. If I'm if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but I don't believe he is. And I think it's he's only been there for a well, couple of years. Is that on the TV? So, sure. yeah, no, I don't think he's. Uh, I I think what I what I was getting at is I'm sure that when Dubis came in, I and he had Keith in his system already with the Marlies, and they had the connection. I I have to think the clock started ticking right then, basically. So, um, yeah. So Brendan Shanahan, um, so I misspoke, uh, has contacts with the uh, Salt Saint Marie Greyhounds and of the Ontario Hockey League. He reached out to Dubis uh, for joining the Toronto organization. Um, and then in 2014, Shanahan um, hired him as the assistant general manager of the Maple Leafs. So he's worked his way up a little bit. But uh, yeah, him and then Brendan Shanahan um, have a connection there. Uh, Dubis's uh, father actually was the GM of the uh, Greyhounds in the o- OHL. So he's got a family history of, uh, um, you know, playing, he played hockey, not high level, like Danny and I said, uh, but he's got parents, uh, family members uh, that been in high levels uh, in the OHL, uh, AHL, and it, well, not the NHL. Yeah, I got friends. Exactly. Oh, play. Sing it, Robbie. <laughs> Silver Spoon. Feed me. Well, I mean, uh, to me, I, I just... Barry got his first goal as a Leaf tonight. Did he? That's good. He's coming uh, off from Colorado, right? Yeah. He's a tough defenseman. Yeah. He's uh, he, he's another one that, that I, I I don't... He I mean, he obviously hasn't played to his potential. I mean, you look at what he's doing. No, no. He's, he's got a I whole mean, lot of upside that's yeah. waiting to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. They got a prospect in, in the works, too. Greenway or something. I think that's his last name. Greenway. That's the missing piece right there. Green, money, I can't six, wait for it. I, defenseman. I, I would be ecstatic to get him oh, up there. Sure. It's going to be, be awesome. weird for me to wear a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey or even a Marley's jersey here in a year. Or two. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. The doctor, the doctor here grew up a big fan of the Leafs. Uh, yep. Yeah. I always was a Leafs fan. And it's a special uh, kind of person to be as smart as us. You know, somebody like uh, Dan and myself grew up watching Don Cherry, um, Hockey Night in Canada. The Leafs were always playing on Saturday nights. And um, before we had cable television, we only had about two channels. So yeah. We were either a Leafs fan or a Canadians fan or, you know, whatever you could watch on Saturday nights. Because obviously we didn't have a lot of hockey games. So it was a Leafs fan. Still kind of got a small part in my heart for the Leafs. I moved down to New York City for 10 years and, started going to a lot of Rangers games and, you know, started to focus more on that team and uh, still, still cheer for both teams. Now I'm kind of switching over to the Panthers a little bit in the wild. So um, not, not the most successful teams, but uh, <laughs> just depends on where I am and, and who I'm I cheering for. If you went straight to a good team. 
No, no, you got to yeah. stay in the uh, in the bottom echelon and, and and work your way up into fandom. Makes you. Danny, <laughs> while we have Don, we'll just get your uh, perspective on the Don Cherry firing. We've talked last oh, yeah. couple episodes. Uh, What's your thought on that? Again, it all goes back. It's hard, hard to even put into words. It, it really is. I mean, it all goes back to the, the, coddled, the coddled generation. I mean, to me, what he said, I may, may, maybe I'm an asshole, but what he well, said, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't have said maybe. I'm an asshole. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't see, I don't see where he singled anybody out. I mean, what he said, uh, yeah, I, I, without going off on a tangent, I got nothing. Yeah, Rod's a <laughs> liberal progressive, and he agrees too. I, I mean, look, as a forward-thinking person, what what I think happened. Listen, is it's coming we're... from a fucking country that changed the words of their national anthem because there's a bunch of fucking people butthurt over thy sons. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, not even going there. You're missing <laughs> the message that that he was putting out, which is. He is trying to support the military there, the Canadian military. It specifically supports the troops that have been injured in the line of duty. If you got a fucking problem with that, well, I got a fucking problem with you. And that's just the way it rolls. You know, these guys are, are allow us to sit here and have this conversation. I didn't go to war. I look around here. We didn't go to war. These guys are fighting for us to be able to sit here and have this conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you can't Amen, throw brother. a couple dollars for a little fucking flower on your shirt, I think you're missing the point here. And, and, and again, that's just it. I mean, it, it, again, in this PC culture, it's just something that, that got blown out of proportion and somebody had to take the fall for it. And, you know, and be, I mean, let's, I, I think, I think he, 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 was not articulate you know he, he could have probably said it maybe a little better yeah. you know, oh, that's not Don Terry that's, that's, that's not Don Terry it doesn't matter it doesn't matter people are hung up on you people and and it it flies right past the point of you gotta support your troops the guys that are injured I mean you know I I hesitate to say this well and I'm not even gonna bother saying it I'm gonna fly right back to the point here there is no reason to not support your troops that have fought for you. And, and you know, for Don Cherry, he's an 85-year-old man telling how it was, you know. Back in the day, you didn't have all this new social media. You couldn't just pick up your phone and, and send $100 or $200 or, or $3 to a, a donation of your charity. So what they did was they had this somewhat propaganda-ish stuff where they had the little poppy seed, which represented Canada. And yeah. Sent two bucks, you got a poppy seed, which meant you were a supporter of your troops. Now, yeah. look, I can pick up my phone and I can send money to the USHO right now. Okay? But that doesn't... You know, so things have changed, <laughs> is, is my point. It's just, it's changed. So you have an Listen. older guy who is looking at somebody who used to bring in a lot of donated dollars well, and that's had a lot of pride in that, and and that's gone. People aren't doing it anymore. So let's you, let's you know, let's move beyond that point. Though, I mean, you look at Don yeah. Cherry at Coach's Corner. I mean, every episode of Coach's Corner, he has at the end of his segment all the soldiers that have died, and all. And, and I mean, it's it's coming from the heart. I mean, 
this man meant no ill will towards anybody. This is coming. I mean, this this is a cause that is near and dear to his heart. And something I agree. He's passionate about. I agree, well, it, it, for me, there's a difference between if you if, if you look at a guy and you don't see the footsteps that actually supported those what? troops. He, he went over there. There's a difference between watching the footsteps. He was there. He goes over on Christmas. You know, does stuff for him. He supports them through and through. Yeah. And this isn't a one-year thing. I mean, he's, he's, and nobody said a word about it. He's been supporting these guys for for I mean, forever. I mean, you you look yeah. at all the charities and everything he does. I mean, this is a cause that is is near and dear to his heart, and and he takes it to heart. These people that don't support the troops, he yeah. takes it as a personal insult to him. And, I don't you know, see that. I don't see it as an empty advocate. You know, right. he, he lived it. He he was physically over there trying to help them, trying to give them some spirit. You know, and uh, you know, I'm 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 going to give him a pass. Listen, he's so, a flamboyant he's a flamboyant personality, right? And if we're gonna start, I think I continue to say this: it's a scary world you start living in when you're gonna lose your job over saying "you people." I mean, two words: "you people" lost him his fucking career. I mean, it's I mean, if you if you put it in perspective, if you put that in perspective, two Flush. words: "you people" ended his career because of a sensitive culture that we live in. I mean, it's just it's it's pretty wild, man. When you put it when you put it in perspective like that, two words was it, and that was it. And I'll, I'll say uh, it one more time: everybody just needs to take a deep breath. Yeah. Listen to the words that are coming out of the other people's mouths, and yeah. take take in the the message. Yeah. So, on the flip side, who was uh, sitting in on Coach's Corner this weekend? Did anybody catch the first I period? Watch on purpose. Fuck it. I'm not. I'm not going to. No. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. No. I. I. I uh, no. I. I caught bits and pieces of it on uh, on on TSN and, and Sportsnet and shit like that. And, I mean, I've 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 met Ron McLean. I I you know I've sat and I've talked with him and 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 I always like. Where was that, Danny? Where did you? I, meet uh, we went up to the uh, a couple years ago when. Uh, they had the uh, uh, the worlds up in Toronto. Uh, my oh, father okay. and I and my cousin Lance went up and, and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they were doing a segment and and you know we just happened to be drinking in the area, which was odd for me because I don't normally drink. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <usually> drink. <laughs> but it's more uh, abnormal. It's more abnormal. No, I didn't. We, we had mentioned where we were from and and uh, and and you know Ron was familiar with dairy and mentioned Sergi's Pizza and he said every time we go up there we get Sergi's. Crazy. But uh, and we got, like I said, we got shooting the shit. No, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like Ron McLean. I respect Ron McLean, but uh, the way he threw his, you know, I did his, not his appreciate him coming part. out like that. No, and, and I, I lost a lot. It's of not his responsibility to go and kiss ass for the network television. Yeah. And, and that, and, and that, that the problem. Ron McLean became a, a, a company man that night, and yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, you're, you're trying to preserve your job, but. And he he did he did Don Cherry real dirty that night and he yeah I'll, 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 from here on out I'll look at Ron McLean a lot different than I than I than I have before yeah mm. I kind of I felt the same way and Frank, when I, when I looked you know, at a podcast it. coming out from Grapes now so we got a little more competition so this did benefit us yeah. Don Cherry well, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting I think uh, I think after I get off the call here with you guys I uh, oh you going on with the Grapes yeah. I just, well, I just, the, greatest, anyway. the greatest thing with that is that it's his podcast is under our umbrella, so hey, yeah. he's, he's on the platform. Him. He's on I, the I, platform. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the 
checks in the mail for my royalties anyway. Yeah. No, I did. It's, it's again, it, 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 it all goes back to, to, to the PC culture we live in. And it, it, listen, I mean, you guys, you guys know, holy fuck, had this shit been, been around back when we were in high school? I mean, the five of us have been fucking in jail, I'm sure. I was there. you guys. I hear you, man. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. All right, so we got a good perspective on what's just, going on up in Toronto. Time, you know, our, our kids, like, what, what are our kids going to do? Right? Oh, you know, I, this, I, that's the scary part is, you know, now you got to teach Owen to, you know, make sure you don't look at anybody in the eye too long. Don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, say hi uh, too, too happily or, too, too you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. No, it's happily. It, it is. It is. <laughs> don't smile when you look in the eye. Don't wink. Uh, definitely don't have a beer or two, and you know. Yeah. Grab his yeah. ass. You don't want to hit on anybody these days if you had too much to drink. Cause who knows? Could be well, that's that. what I mean. Is like, how are you gonna know what's right and wrong anymore? There is. There. There's no fucking. I don't know. These kids are in for it, man. They're in for it. Speaking of right or wrong, uh, the NHL standings seem seem to be uh, going that way this year. We talk about it every week. It just seems like some of these teams that are at the top are just hanging on, and the teams that we thought were going to be up there are down near the bottom. So it seems to be going that way. A couple of games going tonight. The Leafs are up right now, one nothing, and Buffalo's playing tonight. At, I got to watch Buffalo a little this week. Buffalo, Buffalo looked pretty good. Buffalo lost to the Bruins tonight, three-two. Did they yeah, end up losing? Yeah, I was lucky. You know, I was in uh, in Buffalo last week there for for training for work and uh, was able to catch the uh, uh, Sabers game against the Hurricanes. And it turned out to be a hell of a game. Uh, Hurricanes ended up winning overtime, but it was it was a great back and forth. Uh, I, uh, if I remember right, I had a couple beers, so. Don't go. <laughs> the uh, Sabers uh, scored towards the end of the third to tie it up and and uh, and went into overtime. And Canes ended up winning it. Uh, I think a couple minutes into the overtime, but it's a great game. I mean, they're they're good. Uh, uh, I mean, they the Sabers have a good young core too. Yeah, they went flat they were right now themselves. So. Yeah, yeah, the Sabers mm-hmm. was going pretty well. I mean, they, we talked about it. They just got their new coach, but. Uh, it's just like last year. I think we said it before on the podcast. They started off strong, and then they kind of just pither away into the fucking. They don't even come close to making playoffs. They don't even. They're not even in the wild card talk. Um, hopefully, that's not the case this case this year. I, I like the Sabers. You know, being from up near uh, Buffalo, um, and the roster they have, and just the atmosphere at uh, Buffalo both the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo They've got Bills. a good roster right now, and Zach Bogosian's not even on the ice. I, I Personally, I, I like his physical play. I love how he's not afraid to rip someone's bucket he's off. A big, yeah, he's, he's a big, strong kid. I can't wait to see him back in the lineup personally, um, you know, especially because he's from Messina. Um, but still, yeah. I, I like his style of play. Big defenseman, not afraid to fuck somebody up. Um, that's what I think – is also needed in Toronto, personally. Oh my God! Um, they need, they, one or two of those guys would be great, but just one of them. I mean, like you said, I mean, 
opponents know, even, you know, the Leafs get up by two or three goals. Say, hey, start knocking these guys around. There's, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's open game. I mean, there's, that's just it. I mean, there's, there's nobody, there's nobody on the ice that, that that's going to step up and, and, and say, hey, those are my, those are my guys. I kind of drop my head when I look, and, and again, I, I, I'm a big advocate for Austin Matthews, you know, an American kid. Uh, he is amazing. But to see him skate by, uh, you know, the player after his teammate got fucking knocked the fuck out, I was like, you know, what is going on here? And like, like you said, even, even if you know you're going to get your ass whooped, that'll go, that goes a long, long way. You stick your face in there, yeah. If my star is going to be willing to step up and, and, and grab a guy, maybe I better step my game up. Right. Yeah, you said right. you're in the Augensburg uh, American professional. Maples. Maple City, maybe. Contracted <laughs> team. But, Frank, uh, who, who do you think is going to win the Cup this year? I, I know I keep an eye on the Central Division. I'm all on Col- Colorado Avalanche. They're playing the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild tonight. Makar has two goals uh, coming from University of Massachusetts. Toby Baker, winner. They have a lot of talent, a lot of upside. Um, but, you know, just, you know, me watching the Central and I focus on the Central for the podcast. Uh, but overall, Franker, if you had to pick tonight, who do you think is going to win the Cup? I know it's early. Uh, Leafs? Leafs. <laughs> obviously. Don't piss off your fans. I... I uh, I mean, obviously, I, I, I got my I got my tattoo sleeve all picked out for when the Leafs <laughs> on your neck, right? I'm, hope, I'm hoping what? my skin isn't too isn't too fucking thin by the time I'm 70 years old. But I, your, I, uh, your, I, your cousin Eric told me you're gonna get a, a Toronto tattoo on your neck, but I didn't know which one, the first or well, second neck. I was gonna have I already, <laughs> I already got I already got the uh, the the logo on my third underneath my chin, but. <laughs> luckily enough, I luckily enough it folds over. I can hide it. No, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big I, I'm a big Ovechkin fan. I, I love watching Ovechkin. Yeah, play. that's true. Um, I mean, you it, love the Russians, don't you? I do. I mean, Russia collusion is my NHL baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking but, good, no, though. I mean, You're it, like yeah, it, looking good. What's his name there? What's Koki's name? Koki. Well, Jenny oh. or whatever. He's yeah. the Caps are good. The, the Caps are the yeah. best team in the NHL right now with 36 yeah. points. It's I, five it, more it, than anybody else. And if I got to cheer for, good. for a team other than the Leafs, I would probably cheer for Ovechkin. Yeah, they're looking uh, good. And or anybody that plays the fucking Bruins. There you go. <laughs> the Caps, man. I, I, I just watched the Caps play in the uh, playing the Rangers. They're fun to watch. They are a lot they of fun. They are to fun watch. to watch. I mean, the Rangers won that game. Um, you know, again, Rangers team a lot of young talent, but the Caps. I, I commented to these guys during the game. I mean, they play physical fucking hockey. I mean, they got you know Wilson was out there just burying guys. I mean, he he smoked. Uh, I can't remember what Ranger it was coming across the center of the ice. Just smoked him. I mean, the guy went off. Basically, couldn't breathe trying to catch his breath. You know. <laughs> Um, they, they're Shinyaki, a total package. Baby. 
they, you know, they got, they got good goaltending. Holtby is a good goaltender. Uh, you know, they got power forwards. They got a good power play. They got a good penalty kill. They got, I mean, they're, they're a total package. So um, they're going to be tough four. to reckon with. Yeah. Plus 17 in the league. Plus 17, and and, yep. and speaking of hitting the captain fucking levels, people of Etchkin. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And, and that's what I enjoy. Well, I mean, I mean, all the, you know, you talk about the best players in the NHL and, you know, obviously, I mean, you're talking, you know, you're, you got your Grosby, you Ovechkin. I, I, I will, to the day I die, defend myself against Grosby being one of the best players in the NHL. I, I, I can't stand the kid. I mean, I, you don't I think, think he's one of the best. I think he's a banter. He is a generational talent. There's no doubt in my mind. But, He's a square. I mean, he just fought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next up, Franker, do you put him in the top, the top five of the best in the NHL? Well, let, let's I hold mean, on. No, let me back it up. The the top ten NHL players in our lifetime. All time. All time. In our lifetime, Crosby. Yeah. Yep. That's tough. Uh, I'd have to think about it. I think he's in my top ten. He's in my top ten for sure. I yeah, I, I top ten. I would. I. I, I mean, I'm kind of with you, Frank. I don't I mean, think I'm good. There's no doubt. I mean, there's there's no question. I mean, the the kid is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But I mean, I. I personally, I, I think he's a whiner. I think he's. Yeah, a he freaking, is. But. But so wise, there, there you. You can't argue with talent. I mean, if you, did you see Brad Marsh, Brad Marchand flop the other day? I think they were playing the fucking Capitals, uh, I, and uh, Tom Wilson came after him, and he acted like he fell over. You know, called you know we call it turtling. The fucking um, weasel. I can't. Uh, but I mean, he's <laughs> up there. He's pretty good too. I mean, you got these and, top and, players. And that's probably one of the biggest things that pisses me off about Marchand, is that he's such a good fucking hockey yeah. player. But it's all the extracurricular bullshit that that he does. Well, it goes back to it's open hockey. It's not yeah. our. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. I mean, you look yeah. 15 years ago. If you pulled that shit on the ice, well, he'd, he'd be he, he wouldn't be playing. His face, would, be buried in the his face yeah. would be buried about five rows up. He wouldn't I mean, be playing in the NHL. He'd be in the no, HL. There's there's there's, there's nobody. Right. There's no there's no players in the league anymore that are going to check that shit. That's the problem. No, that's it. Let me ask you this question, fellas. Who, who do you think, um, compared to Crosby, a, a player like Crosby that's phenomenal player that is hated so much by hockey fans, who is another player, maybe Brad, maybe Marshawn, but who has been hated like Crosby has been hated throughout the league, like somebody in, in hockey history that was a stellar player that just people just couldn't stand and they didn't want to like him, unless you were a fan of the Penguins, obviously. You know, it just seems like he is such a hated player by so many people where you don't see that where a high-level player like that has so many people that don't like him. Like, Ovi, well, I mean, you don't hear about Ovi, you don't hear it about McDavid or Eichel or some of these other guys. I'm not Who'd you he's, he's, he's very much, he's a, very much a love him or hate him guy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question, Mark. I, I don't know off the top of my head, um, but you know, that is true. I mean, he's such a good player. but I can't remember another player that's been hated like him that's had the stat sheet that he has, 
you know, because obviously fans love to see players that score and that are greats, right? They're Hall of Famers. What, you know? I, what I think I dislike about him, yeah, I mean, you, you can't deny his stats. Of course, he can score goals. He can pass the puck. You know, he's scored goals out of the air, right? It's, it's a, a generational player. We're not used to seeing people, you know, take a, a baseball bat and hit goals in the net. He can do that. Tip it up in the air to himself and hit it in the back of the net. And that's just it. He never seems to age. I mean, it, 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 I, he's he's as good now as he was when he was a kid. But to I me, it's the I've seen like behind the scenes. Him, you know, it's the cheap shit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a little chippy and like if you were to turn and fight him, he just oh, like, and and, and that's the problem. He he's another one that that he, he'll do that. He'll he'll slash you on the hand. He'll slash you in the back of the leg. Right. But if you but do that, gonna, he's the first one that skates to the ref. And, right. you know, if you turn around right. and defend yourself and drop the gloves, I mean, he, he's going to turtle until one of his players jump in, and then he's right behind his player ready to come at you, knowing that there's somebody right in front of him. He, he does a ton the of, other day. Yeah, he does a ton of shit off the ice charitably, though, too. Yeah, that, oh, absolutely. Though, you know, like that, that you know, that kind of can't forget talking about that stuff. But, I, you know, I agree. I mean, I can't go to Mark's question. I can't think of a player, you know, with his talent level, I guess, that gets, you know, that kind of gets the hate that he gets. Um, I'm kind of thinking like back because I was a big I'm a big Rangers fan. So I'm thinking back in my day growing up, a guy that wasn't at his level of production or anything. But I remember remember Claude Lemieux like back in the day, Devils. I mean, that guy was hated like a bastard, too. But Keith um, Kachuk. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk today. Yeah, Bob you know. was actually like seen as an instigator in, in that time, and the reality is, you know, he actually won some games. He scored some, you know, well, pretty well, he's in, a hell of a player. He was a hell of a player. Yeah, he was, you're right, though. I, I just don't know that they're on the same level. They're not. That's, that's what I was saying. You know, there's not like a player. You know, he's like the LeBron of you know the NHL, Sidney Crosby, as you know, and LeBron gets a lot of hate too in the in, yeah. in the NBA too. Well, so. and you know what? And, and quite honestly, when you know, when when you're the best at what you're doing and and, and you're not on my team, I'm gonna yeah. hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Who would you guys say you're most surprised of? Like top ten right now is Washington, the Islanders, Boston, St. Louis, Edmonton, Colorado, Arizona, Carolina, Florida, and Montreal. And I'll even give you a, eleven is Winnipeg. Who is your most surprising in the top 12, we'll say? Edmonton for me. Edmonton, yeah, probably is right up there. Islanders, I mean, I know the Islanders, Islanders had a pretty yeah. good last year, but I don't think anybody expected them to win. Uh, you know, I think they've, what, got 15 straight points or something like Darren that. Darren Trotz is yeah, their second season there. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. he, he got into the playoffs his first year. The Islanders sucked, right? They got rid of Tavares. And look yeah. at all oh. of the chaos going on there. Who? <laughs> And, uh, you know, that was a big, you know, it's a surprise to me. They're number two right now in the NHL, plus 17. Listen, the, uh, big, the, the hardest thing to do in the NHL is win the Stanley Cup twice. And the Capitals, you know, they had the longest season last year, you know, be, you know, besides uh, right. two right. years ago. The Blues won last year, and then it was the Capitals. So they've played a lot of hockey in the last two years. I forget how far they went last year. Anyone can, you know chime in if they remember but uh the capitals played a lot probably of 100 games and yeah probably a little over 100, 100 plus and uh and then prior to that when they won the cup i mean it 
that's it takes a toll on you. And for them to be up on top of the standings at, you know, plus 14, plus 15. I mean, like Franker said, that's his, that's his pick to win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, I know it's early, but they're kind of, they're kind of separating themselves from the top, the top point. Well, and, 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 what I liked about the Capitals is, is I mean, they, I, they obviously they had, you know, they have their, they have their studs, but they're, I mean, they're pretty solid. I mean, lines one, they're, they're, they're first through two line, third lines all have, I mean, players that that would crack the top two lines on any other team, and even their fourth line. I mean, their their fourth line can go out and and and, and compete with just about any any other team. Yeah. Um, but they're just, I, I. To me, I, I think that if, if, if it's not Washington, then, then I think they did something wrong. Yeah. Well, so there's a several teams in that boat. You know, Tampa Bay Lightning, I think, are in that boat. Yeah. Edmonton yeah. is in that boat. You know, there's a lot of teams that are in that boat. On paper, there's no reason they shouldn't be in the finals. But Yeah. To go back to uh, Rob's question really quick, I guess one of the bigger surprises, I mean, we talked about it, I think, two shows ago. I talked about it a little bit because it's my division. Um, one of the biggest surprises that I think we have is is the Cats and the Florida Panthers being in second place in that division. Um, you know, they were a big wild card. What if? I mean, they, they made some big moves in the offseason and goaltending and stuff like that to – you know, pick up uh, Bobrovsky and they have Barkov and they have, they have some studs, but, you know, and the new coach with Quenville, but it was still a question mark as far as how they were going to do this season after last year. I mean, they still had to go out and win, it, you know, like doesn't matter what you have on paper. So to see them coming out and actually performing and almost to the, the first spot in that division is, is pretty incredible for the Cats. Um, and the flip side of that is you have, the same division, the other Florida team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, second from the bottom, just ahead of Detroit. So they're even behind the Senators now. So, I mean, that's, to me, one of the biggest surprises. Those two Florida teams have almost flip-flopped where they are last year. I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, you're, you're second to last in the division Last year, you couldn't lose. I mean, what was their plus, plus minus last year? It was something ridiculous. fucking ridiculous. It wasn't even close. Yeah, it wasn't even close. You know, I mean, so I, to see I them. Brought it, I brought it up in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Are, should we even be talking about Tampa anymore? Are they even a legitimate team? Well, we have I'm, to because of how far they've fallen from last year. They have to yeah, be in the I conversation. Mean, should we be talking about the Panthers, really? I mean, at this point, you know. The, they seem to be the, the hot team, especially in the Florida markets, obviously. But just to see how well the, the Panthers have turned it around with a couple trades in the offseason, a new coach, um, you know, like we, we talked about before with Quenville, he's he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach eventually some year. You know, the Blackhawks got rid of him to replace him with a 35-year-old guy. You know, was that – I don't see the Blackhawks doing fucking anything with a, a new coach, you know. So at some point – you know, these coaching changes can only do so much. And, you know, sometimes it brings, brings morale to the team. So maybe we'll see that in Toronto too. But I, I, mean, I don't know, maybe the, the Cats are going to be that wild card this year that people, you know, weren't, weren't taking that team for doing much. You know, uh, yes. another one that catches my eye is uh, Arizona is sitting at seven, right? And uh, Pittsburgh is sitting at 13. 
just below Dallas at 12. You know, with the, the Kessel trade for uh, Gilichenyuk, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. I, I believe that Arizona got the best of that. And so far, they've proven us right. Now, they started off slow, but they're 13 and 7. They're sitting at plus 15. Um, good squad. They're a good you know, squad. With, with a whole lot of upswing still to go. I mean, we're early. We're, we're just hitting about the quarter mark in the season. Yeah. I got one so, of my fair one of my fair players plays for Arizona. That Connor Garland, he's a hell of a player, man. Yeah, you talk about him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's a fun player to watch. The the next one that jumps out to me right now, we we talked about Big Fogland uh, not being in the lineup in Winnipeg. Um, they're sitting at eleven right now without him. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. win games. I think they got they've won like two games in a row, seven three and. Seven, two, and one in their last ten. So uh, yeah, they're they're th- they're on a three-game win streak, but they're also minus four differential. So yeah. you know they've got some good things going for them. They're not exactly on fire, but um, yeah. you know they're winning games. And in the central, Pat, your division there. I mean, we haven't really touched on Nashville too much, but they're kind of a surprise as far as how far how far they've fallen in the rankings in the central. Um, just ahead of Minnesota at the bottom of the barrel and uh, just one game above 500, I believe. I think they're nine and eight at this point. Um, I wouldn't expect that that Nashville team to be down at the bottom of that division, but um, you know, it's the parody in the league is, is, is great right now. And what makes it so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I'll touch on the central real quick. We'll go around and touch on that. Um, The central uh, St. Louis is on top with 31 points. Um, Second place is separated by, you know, you know, three points, 26, 27, 28. That's Colorado, Winnipeg, and Dallas. Look at the goal differential. Colorado is tearing it up, and St. Louis is scraping by. Yeah. So, I mean, they're separated by, you know, one, two, three points. Dallas is on a tear, uh, six, two, and two. Uh, They've won four straight. But I'm still sticking with my team, Colorado. I think they're going to come out of the Central. I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're plus 15. A lot of firepower. I mean, plus 15 in the Central is pretty big. Redman is still out. Yeah, and you got McKinnon, McCarr. He's up there. McCarr's a a defenseman, and uh, he's second on the team with points. He's got two points tonight. They're playing uh, uh, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Drew Bauer, his goals against are 2.73. He's 7-3 in the league. Uh, but again, you know, he has to do limited uh, uh, duties because, I mean, they're plus 15. Um, they got a lot of firepower. Defenseman's second leading scorer on the team. Out of the McCarr. central, McCarr, you know, coming he's, uh, he's sent, sent a franchise record. Sent a franchise record this month, Patrick, yeah. for rookie defenseman most, most points. Obi Baker winner, UMass Lowell. I mean UMass University of Massachusetts. Amherst. UMass Amherst. Um, that's yeah, central, baby. That's the central breakdown. Yeah, Mark. I, I never thought Nashville would be that low, uh, but uh, um, I think I think you're gonna see in the central. You know, St. Louis, Colorado, um, Dallas, the top three coming out of there. Oh, and uh, you know, I mean, you, you're talking about the wild card money. Crazy. I mean, you look at the standings right now. The Leafs are only two points out of a wild card spot right now, and and they've been on a slide for well, fuck, for the last two weeks, three weeks anyway. So yeah. I mean, it, 
I mean, a turnaround really isn't isn't. St. I mean, Louis won the Stanley Cup question. last year. Oh yeah, They're fucking yeah. worst in the fucking league. Yeah, I mean, it, again, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say, hey, they're going to make a turnaround and, 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 and you know, go all the way. But, I mean, again, coming, I mean, I, I see it every day on, on the, uh, on the Facebook page and our Twitter page. I mean, I did. You're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't in these nation. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. There's, there's, there's always negativity. So, I mean, it, it, we're, I mean, we're in, we're in no way, shape, or form. I mean, out, out of the conversation yet. But, I mean, you know, it, it, they got to get it turned around in a hurry and and and, and string some games together. But, but like I said, as we stand right now, I mean, we're two parts, two two points out of a wild card spot, and hopefully headed in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I always touch on the wild a little bit um, just because we, we follow them pretty close and they are in last place in the central. But I have seen a big shift and change in, in that team. Uh, basically, in the last two weeks, Bruce Pedro has not changed his lines up, um, which is the first time in two years that he hasn't changed them like every fucking like yeah. in between periods, he'd change them up. So I think that's been good. They've actually been producing. Um, I've been ripping on uh, Parisi, and uh, maybe that pissed him off because he's been lighting a lamp quite a bit lately. Um, some of these stars that, you know, just haven't produced on that team are starting to produce, like Sutter and Parisi and um, Zuccarello. Uh, they're actually starting to look pretty decent when I watch the games and it gives you some hope that they might actually do something, even though they're, they are at the bottom right now, but they've been winning games. They've been getting points. And I, the young line of Erickson at Greenway and Conan has been on fire. So they have these young guys. They've set the Donato has actually stepped up. We were ripping on him too. He popped a goal. Uh, you know, so they are getting some production out of some of their young bucks as well as their veterans and Staylock and Dubes have, have been decent in that. So, I mean, even though at the beginning of the year, we thought they were going to, you know, pretty much tank. I do see a, a pretty big turnaround with the uh, structure of the lines and also their power play has actually been playing okay. Um, and they changed up the power play. The, the power play used to be just they put out the first line, they put out the second line. Now they've actually got a power play unit that they're putting together. So I see. I was just saying, Pat, you know how the yeah. the, the Wild has actually looked decent the last like week and a half. I don't think they're winning tonight, but um, big changes I've seen the last couple of weeks from them. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a firing of Mike Babcock. I mean, does the Wild are they interested in hiring him? And what you said Mike, uh, is, uh, you know, he hasn't been changing up the lines, which is kind of, you know, huge. But the lines have been producing, like you said, the young line. Minnesota's uh, up 3-2. Line. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah. So I, the Wild might can turn around, like I said earlier. St. Louis Blues are at the bottom of the fucking barrel. The Cinderella team. They won the Stanley Cup from the worst. Well, and, 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 and that's just it, though. I mean, you got to remember, you're – we're what, 24, 24? Quarter of the season, I mean, again, coming from my perspective, I mean, you're looking at these fucking, I mean, people in, in, on our on our Facebook page and our Twitter page, I mean, they're losing their fucking minds. I mean, it, it's the end of the world. The season's over. I mean, you might as well bring up the Marlies and let them finish out the season. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, you're 22 games into an 82 game season. There's a lot of hockey. Bro. A lot of hockey, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and something can click. I mean, this coach might bring some defensive style. Babcock might have been offensive style. I don't know, Danny, you can elaborate on that. But who knows? Maybe he will bring in, you know, put his analytics to the test and well, uh, I, hog up I, the I, neutral zone. I think that the, the big thing that Keith has going for him is he he's very much geared towards, you know, let, letting the players play to their strengths. And, I mean, the, the Leafs are, are, a, are a fast, you know, offensive team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you look across, there's no secret. The fucking Leafs defense sucks. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no, there's no sugar cone. I mean, the Leafs defense is, is horrible. Awful. But, I mean, they're – their offense is 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 or should be, should be oh, one I'm of sure the top right now. Yeah. So, I top, mean, top it, offensively, yeah. one of the. I top. mean, I, I think if yeah. I mean sooner or later, I mean you're, you, if you can get the goals, I mean your your defense is going to buy into it and say, listen, maybe you know one or two big stops in a game is all you're going to need. Yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I mean you're not, not going to win every game in, uh, of the season six to five, but right. It comes I back mean, to chemistry, and you know, at some point, these guys need to find their their chemistry, and then get on a streak and start tearing stuff up. I mean, and I, I, I think, I mean, and, and I, I, I keep saying kids like I'm fucking seventy years old, but you look these at kids, it. these kids, <laughs> I feel it. Trust me, these, I mean, these kids need to start having fun again. I mean, you, it, it was obvious the last two weeks of, of the season that they, I mean. And they're just out there going through the motions. So yeah. I, th- I think bringing in Keith and, 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 and letting him, you know, reconnect. And I mean, he, I mean, Keith is what two or three seasons out with some of these kids. I mean, the, the kids more or less came into league on, under Keith with the Marlins. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, Ed, a lot of familiarity. I mean, they're, yeah. they're familiar with, with, with his system and, he, and he's familiar with their strengths and weaknesses. And they couldn't have find, found a better coach. No, you know? no. And I, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I think that – and, again, I think this was Dubas's plan all along. Yeah, I mean, exactly. These, are, these are the kids that he brought in. This is a coach that he brought in. I mean, of course, I mean, um, Babcock was there, but whatever the fuck simpatico is, they didn't have it, Dubas and Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, this is this is Dubas's guy and Dubas's team, and, and, and we'll see where it he'll, goes. He'll probably he'll, – he's going to sink or swim with them. That's right. Who was the coach prior to Babcock, Danny? I'm What's that? I'm sorry. Who was uh, the coach of uh, Toronto before Babcock? I've been drinking it. Uh, uh, Randy yeah. Brown. Yeah, oh. Randy Brown. I believe it was oh, Randy Brown and uh, Randy Lawrence. Uh, Randy Carlisle. Was, Randy Carlisle, uh, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and again, and, and I look back at the at the year they fired Carlisle. I mean, the Leafs had a winning record going uh, coming off Christmas break and they went on a, I think a, a five or six game losing streak. And as is usual in Leafs nation, everybody started losing their fucking mind and, and they fired Carlisle and, and it, it went downhill from there. Um, I mean, I, I didn't think that year's team was that bad. I, I thought they were playing well as a unit. And once they fired Carlisle, it, it got ugly in a hurry after that, but, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 and again, it it seems it, it seems that Leafs Nation is always is is always reactive rather than proactive. Yeah, um, sure. And, and and Leafs Nation has it has a very loud voice, and yeah, you know it, it's it's 
It's the, you know, I, I consider, you know, Montreal is the Yankees of hockey, but Toronto's right up there too. I mean, yeah. they have high expectations every year. And I mean, I know Toronto sucked the last, you know, 129 years, but. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they, I mean, they, they only want the best. It's hockey city. I mean, you you look at the Leafs could be dead last, lose every single game for the next eight years, and they're gonna sell every single fucking home game. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what it is. Yeah, you're 100 percent right on that. But well, fellas, um, great episode tonight. Another tally on the podcast list, number 82. So don't uh, forget about the other 81 episodes. Go to bluelinehockeyclub.com to check those out. Um, Pat, you want to get into anything else, or you want to wrap it up? No, this is uh, the uh, last podcast. Next week is Thanksgiving, so uh, we're taking a week off. We come back strong um, that following week in December with uh, Don Waddell, the GM of the Carolina Hurricanes. A lot of conversation, a lot of uh, bantering on that, a lot of changes that he did um, going forward, both AHL and the NHL. Um, but uh, it'll be fun to talk to him and see uh, what he has to say. Um, no podcast next week, and we come back strong with Don Waddell. Franker, hey. thanks for coming on, man. That yeah, was uh, a good chat. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. I had a blast. And uh, for Lee's fans out there, give us a follow, facebook.com slash Lee's Fan Nation, and at Twitter, at Our Leafs Nation. Perfect. Oh, yeah. And, and Franker, it's the – it's the storyline of the NHL, right? You guys are do or die. So that's why, you know, this Mike Babcock firing was huge. That's why we wanted you on. Um, We'll get you on again. I mean, to me, the Toronto Maple Leafs have to do something or else I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe they can hire you and fucking Mike Callow and figure (laughs) out. I mean, they got to do something up there. I think that's a logical next step. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's Franker, check back with you in a month Franker what did you think about the picking for captains what did you think about Tavares and uh, Matthews and Mike? I, 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 I think they may I know a lot of a lot of people figured that uh, that, that Matthews was the obvious choice but I, I, I don't think he has I, I don't think he has the experience I don't think he has the maturity level to be a captain at this point um, I mean Tavares is is, is and I hate to use the term veteran because I mean he hasn't been in the league for that long. But I mean he, I mean he's established himself. He has a respect to the team, the coaches, the fan base. And Matthews get there, uh, but I, I, I think he's got uh, uh, a bit of growing to do. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I think we're headed in the right direction. And of course, I mean I believe fan should my entire life for the punishment. But sooner or later, I'm going to be out here fucking celebrating stuff. Right. Hey, before we go too, real quick, got to give a shout out to Brady Kachuk too for the Ottawa Senators who's had a couple of uh, overtime game-winning goals back-to-back nights, I believe. Uh, he's got a yeah. hell of a lot of points. Yeah. Hell of a lot of points over the last ten games. I think he's got uh, you know about a, about a point a game average, averaging right now over the last ten games. So. He was a fan. He was a uh, fellow blue liner on here before, so uh, congrats, Brady, and playing so well. If you want to check out Brady's uh, interview with us, it was actually before, right before he, he 
he uh, went to the Sens. So a little perspective before he, he was an NHLer, if you want to check that out. An early epi, so um, like I said, they're, they're putting a lot of pressure on Brady right now to score for him. He's got to be one of the leaders for that team at 21 years old. So um, hopefully he has some, a great season up in Ottawa, and they obviously need it out of him. So, all right, he fellas. Didn't, uh, he doesn't look too big, that's for sure. He looks like it does, it's not too big at all for him. So. Not at all. Yeah, but him and his brother performing at, at young ages, and it's, uh, it's almost amazing to see these young kids actually being able to break out into the NHL these days. So check us out on our Facebook page, Twitter. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, so if you want to see our ugly mugs, get on YouTube. And yeah, he's see this. Oh, if you want to check out Frank or you want to see what he looks like, get on there. He's got that Maple Leaf tattoo on his second chin. Just remember, so. camera has to be Purple YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, we're, uh, we're all over social media, so check us out. Don't miss an episode. And until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you, gentlemen. And remember, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> oh, doctor. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head up.